You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I'm joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, it's uh, another day. We're getting closer to the draft, and, yeah, it's exciting times. Anything exciting going over, going on over there in your neck of the woods? <laughs> well, to, well, today is, the, today is the old firm game, Celtic versus Rangers. Oh, what yep. are you gonna do for that? You're gonna uh, um, it or uh, are you gonna watch it? No, I'm just gonna go up to my dad's to watch it. But because uh, yeah, going into Glasgow during an old firm game is just literally, yeah, you do not want to go there. It's an absolute war zone. So yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna watch it from the comfort of your parents' couch. We love that. Absolutely, and we can actually wind up our neighbors as well. Tell them to tell them where the, the sign doesn't shine. Pretty much. Oh, are they uh, Rangers fans? Yeah, yeah, they're Rangers fans. So, well, they, hopefully, it doesn't cause a World War Two over there. Over there. No, no, it's it's, it's all it's all banter. It's all it's all <laughs> for, it's, it's just all for, like they don't take it serious, and we don't take it seriously. So we'll just be like, yeah. Answer uh, until you get downtown. Is that it? Uh yeah, that's where all the hooligans are, pretty much. That sounds like a good time. Well, everyone root for the Celtic today. Maybe there's a bar in Dallas that I sent you um, a picture of. They like they're yeah, a Celtic they, they, yeah, the, the Lone Star Celtic Supporters Club. Yeah, I've actually and, been in, I've been in touch with them. Not only are they Celtic fans, but that is also an LSU bar. So, oh, yeah, with uh, our powers combined, it's an exciting place. Meg, to be. Meg, it's meant to be. You're supposed to follow Glasgow Celtic. Well. Not that they're Irish, but I am Irish, so it kind of it fits. Well, next time I'm coming over, I will bring you a Celtic jersey. Not It'll go nicely next to my Scotland jersey that you brought. Oh yeah, hell <laughs> yeah! I mean, you've got the occasion coming up for the World Cup if Scotland do qualify, mind you. Like <laughs> you could always wear that. It's like, How's yeah. that looking? Are they going to qualify? Well, right now we just beat Spain. Oh. In the Euros, yeah, we, we beat Spain what two 0 Like, are the Euros going on right now? Oh, well, it's the Europe, it's the Europe, it's the European qualifiers. Oh, okay. I was like, I yeah. usually know when the Euros are on, so I try to. Yeah, watch. Uh, the Euros will be next summer. So <laughs> okay. then, the, then the following two years, two thousand twenty six, will be the World Cup in the US. Right. So still plenty it's of time. Exciting. So, but yeah, the European cha- European Championships, Scotland are undefeated right now, and we've won three for three, and we've beaten one of the best teams in the world, which is Spain. So yeah. we are on an ultimate high right now. So you've got some good lads on the team, huh? 
Oh yes, Super John McGinn. Is John McGinn. Yeah, we, yeah we, we've got a lot of song about John McGinn. He plays like Sedan, Super John McGinn. Like, there's an, I'll send you the, the no, video no, no. of it. <laughs> I love that. Everyone know, like everyone around here obviously watches Ted Lasso, and so you know, I'm very up. To, I know all the Roy Kent and the Jamie Tart songs, so you know. Well, speaking about speaking about soccer, I've actually been watching. Uh, <laughs> By the way, everyone, he did a quotation mark with his fingers when he said soccer. Yeah, yeah, of course, because we, we 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 call, we call it football because you're yes. actually kicking because you are kicking a ball. Yeah, but y'all are the ones who called it soccer in the first place. So. No, we didn't. Yes, it is. It's from St. Edwards in uh, freaking the UK. So bite me. Google the origins of the word soccer right now. All right, okay. Like I'm definitely <laughs> getting put on the spot here. Soccer origins. Okay. Um. You don't want to claim it. That's what's the or- origin of the American word soccer? Oh, that's. Area. Uh, okay. Right, okay. Like which? Uh. Right. Okay. I will give you that. Ha! I Damn feel it. indicated. Was it? It was it St. Edwards, or was it, did I make that or miss? It said was. I'm. Just, it just says some type of origin from England or something like that. Um, Professor Sports, Michigan, blah blah blah. They wrote a paper about it in nineteenth century England. Hmm. Uh, oh, well, yeah, we're getting too deep into this, but anyway. But... <laughs> just know that if you have any friends from across the pond. That uh, they started it, and then they like to crap on us for saying it. So, um, what up? I have no comeback. <laughs> but what I was going to say before you intervened there, I was, I well, I have been watching Welcome to Wrexham documentary, the one with Ryan Reynolds and Rob right. McAnally. But, but screw Rob, because he's an Eagles fan. Screw him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was an Eagles fan. Then it made all perfect sense, like with their away jerseys they had and stuff like mm-hmm. that, with the Eagles green and my, ugh, yuck. <laughs> so yeah, but the documentary is fantastic though. Yeah, it it's good. It's Brian Reynolds is funny to me. It's speaking of funny. It's a lot of before we, before we move into Dallas Cowboys football, ladies and gentlemen, but I do need to ask: Have you seen the new Lewis Capaldi documentary? Um, no, but I am obsessed with him. So yeah, give it a watch. It is fantastic. He's just the cutest little nugget ever, and he's absolutely hilarious. And, and his actually, voice is incredible. He literally lo- lives about 15, tw- 15, 20 minute drive from where I am right now. No way. Yeah, yeah, and Whitburn. Yeah. Whitburn, just to say like Glasgow. currently, or like he's from there. That's where he's from, yeah. But does he live there right now? Uh, yeah, he's, like he lives with his best friend. Shut up. Yeah, he, he, like he doesn't spend his millions and a big fancy house. He doesn't like that. Like he wants his, he likes to be home grounded. Like, a man he, of the people. That's like, like, like well, we'll put it this way: till two thousand and twenty-one, he was still living with his mom and dad. This is giving Billie Eilish, and I'm obsessed. You need to watch it. She did the same thing. Um, I love that. I love him a lot. So I will have to watch it. Is it on Netflix, you said? It's on Netflix, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, sure. I don't know what I'll be doing this afternoon. But anyhow, we're not <laughs> here for that anymore. We're here for Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. So as as you may know, as you may know, the Dallas Cowboys have had a 30-day visit. 
And we're going to kind of run through the names of these 30-day visits and see if anyone kind of stands out. So as we're looking at this list, uh, we've got Quentin Johnson from TCU, wide receiver, Safe Flowers wide receiver from Boston College, Darnell Washington, tight end from Georgia, Steve Avia, offensive line from TCU, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State, Drew Sanders, linebacker from Arkansas, Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. That's one of my one of my guys. I like him a lot. Um, Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Again, like him. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee. There's a lot of speculation about him. Uh, Jack Roy, defensive tackle from LSU. Um, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami. Falemi Fahoko, uh, defensive line from San Jose State. Zach Evans, linebacker from Ole Miss. Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Clayton Toon, corner, uh, so quarterback from Houston, which is quite interesting. Kendry Miller, running back from TCU. Tanner McAllister, what a great surname. Safety from Ohio State. DeMarion Overshawn, linebacker from Texas. Cameron Latu, tight end from Alabama. Alabama. Antonio uh, Maffey, offensive line from UCLA. Um, Brendan Willis, uh, Braden Willis, tight end Oklahoma, uh, Payne Durham, tight end Purdue, Tyler Lacey, defensive line Oklahoma State, BG Thompson, edge rusher from Stephen F. Austin, Elm Manning, offensive line from Hawaii, and Darrell Johnson, linebacker from Liberty. That's our that's been our top 30 visits. Just so, clear, I'm never gonna get over the way you say Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Well, how how do you pronounce it? Old, like Ole Miss. Old, old, old. Uh, Ole Miss, right? <laughs> I I keep saying Ole Miss because it makes me happy. I just <laughs> I think it's just I because every time until it's like draft time, and then I, then it comes up again, and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> so and same way, so basically, what you're saying is just pretend it's the word hole without the H and pronounce it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. Right. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, okay. So you had a theory, which I mm. subscribe to because I like it. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we've been hearing a lot about Steve Avila and a lot of Steve Avila. Yeah. And yeah. Not just, not, just not from the official channels, but all the different Cowboys content creators all across and stuff like that. We've been talking a lot about Avila. And he does bring a lot of good things that like, can actually really make an instant impact with the team. So it's definitely a possibility he could be that first round draft pick. But because a- your your thought was, um, and I think you slightly mentioned this last week, but um, you know, he's kind of they have him like ranked, quote unquote, at yeah. like 36. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. So but it really depends on other teams' needs. He might actually go higher up. He might actually drop further back than that. It just really depends on all the other teams. But, yeah, but you but mentioned the, like it might be one of those guys that you would want to trade um, back. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you basically want to look for the right dance partner. I mean, there's Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the Saints, the Eagles, and the and Kansas City Chiefs to kind of remain in the first round. Um, it might be good juju for us to give it to the Eagles because the last time we did that, we got Michael Parsons. So that's, tr- that's that's true. That's true, and not just that. I'm just I can't remember who did. Someone did a mock draft on Twitter. Um, I think it was m- my friend Mario that did one. Um, 
STX Mario um, is his Twitter handler, but um, he did a mock draft where he traded the first round draft pick with Cincinnati, I believe. So they exchanged the first round draft picks, but instead they got Cincinnati's second round and we gave them our third round. So we ended up getting two second round draft picks this year, which I think is a great idea. Like, so yeah. And you basically moving up that way. So that could possibly happen. Like you're we're basically swapping a exchanging a third round to get a second round, pretty much. I, hey, you know what? I'm I'm down with however they see fit, really. I mean, but the Steve thing, the Villa Via thing makes me intrigued because obviously they think very highly of him, and that's a position that I think that we need probably the most. Uh, I totally agree. With like, me on that and that's fair, but I no, I totally agree with you. Like if it, th- here's my ranking of position of need. So mm-hmm. left guard in particular, more mm-hmm. just that just that position on its own. Like if we were to get another position on O line, it's just more it's just more of a rotational thing. But yeah. in terms of actually getting someone in there to be a star, left guard 100 percent other one I would say is probably get an, an, another middle linebacker and a defensive tackle, like a one tech, like someone to kind of replace Jonathan Hankins. That's why I keep talking about Saiki Aika from Baylor quite a lot. I think he could be that guy um, in the later rounds, like possibly late second, early third, whatever. Like he could be there. You know, like this is yeah. where the whole that trade scenario we just mentioned there, like exchanging the third. For a second, that might be maybe able to get him that way. Um, but yeah, um, so that would be my top over left guard, defensive tackle as a one tech, like to fit in the A gap and possibly a middle linebacker. And obviously, like, and then you could probably throw in the luxury picks, like tight end, which we will go into these mock drafts later on today, because I'm actually quite quite surprised about these mock drafts that we're about to go over. Yeah. I mean, so who obviously you're interested in Avia, but yeah, who else on that list really like stands out to you as someone that you think is a viable option for a first round pick, like that you think we could actually get for a first round pick and out of that, out of this, out of the thirty day visits. Um, yes. obviously, well, obviously the tight end, uh, the, sorry, the wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Safe Flowers, but the chances of that are very, very slim, but. Do we really need to get a now number one like type of well not a number one wide receiver but to get that high caliber wide receiver because we basically just we just basically need a speed runner. Why not get someone like say, Josh Downs? Yeah, like, like trade up to get him in the second round if he's there or something like that. So, um, there's a possibility of uh, Drew Sanders as well, the linebacker. He could fit that perfect mold. He him with him LVE and Parsons. And like that, so, um, oh god, LSU linebacker, the, the Mont Clark, like oh, having yeah. having those four linebackers as your core. Oh my goodness, that would just be oh, putting the fear in all offense <laughs> offenses right now. Like his like so Sanders, he can cover and he can tackle. So I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, all. I feel like you're really high on Josh Downs too, which I mean, it was. Nice. I love Josh Downs. I love him to best. I think he's like the missing piece of the puzzle when it comes to like this type of style of West Coast offense that we're going to go ahead with Mike, under Mike McCarthy. Like if you were to if you were to put Josh Downs under like 
the Kellen Moore type of style offense, it would not work. It would not work. But if we're going in this type of direction, I think he would be that that missing piece that we're kind of looking for. Heck yeah. I mean, and we, uh, this week, Brandon Cooks was talking a lot, just to like touch on that wide receiver core, you know, and um, yeah, he just mentioned that he had called uh, CD and was like, hey man, like, I'm excited to be there. I want to be, I want to be there to help. Um, like there's no ego here. I'm not expecting to be like a one or anything like that. And I think that was, that's great. See, I love that attitude. He's coming here to be a total game player, not being selfish, not to cause any drama. He's there to do his job and help others and actually elevate the team. What more can you ask? We've, we've got him for a fifth, what, was it a fifth round draft pick or something like that? And yeah, we're, we're, and we've actually managed to cut his contract, like like reduce the contract and the cap down a little bit, and and he's been a total team player. And when you look at his overall career, he's been nothing but exceptional for every team he's been to. Yeah, I mean, th- he just seems like a great locker room guy, and obviously that is something that they are focusing on when they are looking around the league for people to bring into the building, um, even when they're looking at drafting. Um, I think that's going to be a huge thing. Um, and that's why it's important to get these guys in the building for a visit. I know, obviously, um, we've picked guys that haven't been in, in the building for a bit visit. But, like, that's when you do your due diligence around the league. Just, like, yep. is this guy a good guy? Like, let's see. That's why they do those, like, personality tests. Yeah. I know they, like, seem dumb to a lot of people. But it's just, like, and you can't totally tell off of that for sure. But mm-hmm. it's stuff like that just that you can, like, at least reference if you haven't physically met that person in real yeah. life. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. But like for likes of Cooks, though, like people might look at Cooks as like, why, why has he been with so many teams? It's not so much of his attitude. It's just the fact that teams might not be able to afford him. That may, that's why he's been traded. That's why yeah. he's not being renewed a new contract because he'd just be too expensive. But now he's in this later part of his career. We can actually afford him now. That's the, yeah. that's that's my my overall observation on this. Like, it's nothing to do with him as a player of his attitude. His attitude's been absolutely spot on. For any team he's beat, like obviously, don't get me wrong. Like he had a torrid time at the end of Houston. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And, well, and understand, understandably, because he feels as though he was the one that's lifting all the weight. He, and I, and I totally agree with him. So, but he's now come here. He's under a good wide receiver core. He's got Dan Prescott. We're under the West Coast style type of offense. I am very, very excited how we're going to go forward with us. Yeah, I think he's going to fit in really nicely. Um, and so when you're looking, you know, for uh, draft picks, that's just something you want to make sure all those guys gel together. I think Brandon's and really is a no ego guy, but you know, CD's your one, so you don't want to like throw someone in the building that's going to be a threat to him. Like that doesn't make him thrive. I know, I know, yeah, exactly. I know just that it's like when you kind of put that. If you do bring that little bit of eagerness, it's just going to make tempers flare. Then players are going to get upset, and it's going to ruin the continuity within the team. Yeah, Brandon's winner. Don't focus on the wide receiver position. Obviously, neither of us are saying that. Um, but it's just like you just have to be diligent with like who you're picking and like who you decide to bring in when when you have something as like touchy as this wide receiver core right now yeah like we're not sure what's going to go on with it yeah so, so here so here here's the flip side question to that yeah. what happened like if 
if the tables were turned and we didn't bring Brandon Cooks in and we brought Odell Beckham in, what would our conversation be like? Would he be that type of guy to make a statement like that? Would he be the guy who wants to kind of step up and try and be the number one? Like, we, we don't know. I don't think so. Um, I Like, I don't think he would, like, come out and say stuff like that necessarily. Yeah. But I don't think that he would push anyone around in the locker room, if that makes sense. Like, he's yeah. always... If you, like, that's what I'm always saying to people, because we get... You can, like, point out stuff that he does on the sideline and be like, oh, he's just not a good locker room guy. All of his teammates love him. All of his coaches love him. I think this is definitely more the media's attention yeah. to that. Like, because... If, like when you see when you hear, the the thing you should always trust the most is is the teammates speak about him listen and yeah. the coaches like if he was such a bad teammate then he would have been traded away like right. really and like the right, right is, the get go well and he he's also an advocate for himself so it's like if he knows it's a something something is a bad situation or he doesn't like what's going on like he's not gonna like be quiet about it he's not gonna really like cause a ton like and people will like reference the Browns thing is what I'm saying but. He's like he just knows what a, a good situation for him is, and he mm-hmm. does have an ego, but it's not like in a way. It's, that, it's like, not cocky ego type of. He's a little cocky, but we love that for him. Like <laughs> he likes to flex, he likes to do stuff, but it's like a competitive thing with like not with his teammates. It's just like his, the air about him. Like he is like a big star. So yeah, it's so weird. Again, his his teammates like him. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like when you like we're comparing likes of these wide receivers. Then yeah. when you when you look at likes of the likes of Des Bryant, who had that dog mentality, mm-hmm. like like he would all very but, like he had that that very dog mentality. Like he would help his teammates, but when it comes to defense, he would actually get in their face to try and elevate their game. Like like very like it's like yeah like. And man, I, I, and when you kind of compare that to like Samari Cooper, very calm, collective, like it's just like every wide right receiver in the locker room has different traits. So it's just so a bit, but when you, but the, the most, everything they have in common, their teammates love them. Yes. That's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you can pick out what the media is going to get all salty about. Like we see this all the time. You make one like cocky move. And you're all of a sudden a problem. And I mean, we've been dealing that with that this week with um the LSU women's national championship. It's like Oh yeah, that is the battle. People do things. Like no one is I, that the only people I, that are mad about it are people that are sitting on their butts at home. Like be you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. I'm I'm sorry, but I love that. I <laughs> I I was like that is comp- that's been competitive. I'm sorry, but but that is mental warfare one on one. Yeah. Like like put this for example, right? So I played an offensive line and I played D line and stuff like yeah. that, right? I would trash talk <laughs> non-stop when I was on that field. And it's like uh, it's like, yeah, your QB's getting sacked this time, pal. It's like uh, I'm going to your left, I'm going to your left, and I'll pretend I'm going to my right and I will actually do go to the left. Like make him really bl- like bluff my yeah. right? and I really get in his face and stuff like that. Next thing I know, I get a flag thrown at me for taunting. <laughs> well, yeah, and then people will do like the big stepping and they, they do the like the um what is it the walk that, that Conor McGregor does or whatever. Uh, uh, the shuffle. Yeah, after every play, people celebrate like a hit or what, what, a touchdown. Exactly. Like, what what, what, what the 
Yeah, yeah. What difference is that to the girl from you LSU? Let Nothing. It's the exact fun, same. It's Nothing. the exact same. So I, I, I don't you know. Who's not I'm, mad about it? I'm not. I think it's great. Iowa's not mad about it because they they are mad they lost. They're not mad that she like did the you can't see me thing. Sorry, bro. Like get over it. I'm I'm so if anything, I actually love the player more the fact she did that because that to me just shows the competitive spirit of her as an athlete more than anything and i love that so for any of you um i don't know I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to put this <laughs> um delicate angels out there the, the snow, snowflakes there you go a, a, a bunch of snowflakes i like the delicate angels that's cute yeah no but that's that's it's kind of my point though it's just like we're people get selectively mad at stuff that everyone does so it's just like people that's what i'm all this to say obj is fine and like yeah it's not that big of a deal i am am i glad that we have brandon cooks of absolutely absolutely yeah. they're just two different guys but they like just express themselves differently on the field and that there's nothing wrong with either one end of the day the most important thing is is what they do in the field that's the most important thing yeah so well for as a team yes yep absolutely um, but yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, bring on, bring on that way. Let's talk about another, you know, name that is well known throughout the league. Demarcus Ware, oh, Gary Jones, yes. the presenter for the Hall of Fame, and it was freaking cute. What are your thoughts? Seriously, DallasCowboys.com need to start making these emotional videos because I was getting very, very, um, Teary in the eyes when I watched that, just seeing Jerry and Demarcus embracing each other. And stuff. I was like, man, I was just crying my eyes, man. I was like, it's so, it's so wholesome. It really is. Yeah, and I, I'll try not to repeat myself too much because I, Kelsey and I did talk about this on Girls Talking Boys. I want to get, I always want to get Paul's opinion too because I must. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just saying, I was like, it looked like he was so nervous when he like walked in, and I was like, that is like just the cutest little thing. And you can tell there's very mutual respect there regardless of the fact like you know obviously demarcus Ware went off won to win a super bowl yeah. with, um broncos but he's always maintained a really good relationship with the dallas uh, Cowboys absolutely and with jerry jones so here's the thing I, the one thing i loved about that video is demarcus is like yeah i'm here for my 30 day visit and jerry's like oh f only <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if we can get an RD Marcus Ware in our roster, sign me up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, and not to get too off topic, but we were talking about this before the show started. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if DQ like was pounding on the table for some guys this this season, like because there's such a good like defensive. Well, he has his guys. He, like, I think the thing we need to watch out for, who is Dan Quinn personally being over to Pro Days this mm -hmm. year? That I haven't checked yet. We'll have um, to check back in on that. Yeah, because the lately chance, if Dan Quinn is there in the Pro Day and actually working one-on-ones with certain players, the chances are he really likes those guys and he will feed that back to uh, Mike McCarthy, Jerry and Steven. Yeah, and I mean, regardless who they do bring in the door, we oh, do know that that uh, Demarcus Ware will be a mentor of sorts to them because he always makes a point to come back for, for the team. Yeah, because he mentored uh, Michael Parsons when he got drafted straight away, 
and we saw how he was kind of like showing him the ropes within Dallas type of thing and just like kind of helping him with some extra techniques, even through the pass rush and stuff like that. And yeah. and what more can you want from like Demarcus Ware as well? Like, like the guy is just a bona fide legend of the game. It oh, yeah. really is. He's Hall of Famer for, for a reason. He's yeah, getting I mean, into the and the the coolest part, almost not the coolest part, but one of the coolest parts is that he makes time for like blogging the boys and like other like fan sites and stuff like that too. We need to try and get him on here at one point. <laughs> we sh- well, I don't know if RJ would uh, he would allow it. I'm sure, but he'd be like, I'm sure. I'm yeah. This is mine. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's day. my bestie. Um, no, I think you should try to get him to hang out when you guys come for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, I, f- I think we've actually got a fair plans with Derek Eagleton, to be fair. I'm yeah, not, suppo- I'm not, I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm not to disclose what it is yet, but there is uh, plans in the woodwork because we've got our friends from Canada coming over as well. So it's like an international takeover for Thanksgiving and we're all, and we're doing a big collaboration, like just us two fan groups as well. I love it. It's going to be so fun. Oh, I, I can't wait this year. I really can't. I, I can't wait every year. Come to dance. It is like, I am still in the process trying to move over there. It's a pain in the butt. I'm just, I just, I, I just need, I need to move over there to make my life easier and actually get more in the midst of changes. Yeah. If any of you have any um, single friends for Paul to marry to get a green card, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, and he has a fun accent. It's an easy sell, really. Like, it'll, it'll be fine. Just let us know. We should do, I like, mean, a Bachelor, where you're the Bachelor. <laughs> I'm definitely Scottish, but I can, I can do pull off some different accents as well, if you must. Well, I mean, the Scottish one's good enough. So I guess. Yeah, we're happy with that. Um, But something we found interesting that we were also mm. talking about um, was it's – Interesting to look around and see who all the analysts around that like covering the NFL are picking um for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um so as if ever as, as everyone knows, Dane Boogler for the the athletic who creates the beast, the, the the ultimate guide for the NFL draft, which is coming out shortly, I believe. Um, he'll do his whole in-depth of every player possible going it's into a this. Giant- honestly i don't know how he does it every it's so year. cool and you can get it for like the price of an athletic subscription it's like yeah five dollars it's like five dollars or something like that, something like that. Yeah. yeah it comes out of my account i don't even notice it's it's like getting starbucks oh well. my god yeah it, it's it's so cheap as well like it's well yeah for it. as much content as you get you get Dan yeah, Rupert, like, you get the beast you get john mishota you get bob Sturm. like come on now absolutely but, uh, but when we're looking at Dame Boodler's actual mock draft, um, which, I, again, I find that quite in- interesting how he's perceived this. So he has went for the number 26th pick overall, and we've went with Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. Um, and he kind of put a wee brief description on it, saying the last time the Cowboys drafted the tight end in the first round was obviously David Lafleur in 1997 under by Switzer. And we are, and it kind of makes the brief description, we are looking for playmakers on offense, and Kincaid offers a different, unique profile. Um, Devin could give Dak Prescott um, 
that extra support in the middle and also contained it can actually help with the the run blocking as well to help open up the lanes for like Tony Pollard and any potential running back we do bring in through the draft in the later rounds because or because if that's the case we're not getting B. John Robinson if that's the case <laughs> right yeah well and you're saying that now he's getting like mocked at 10 or something like that but... Yeah, acor- yeah. According to CBS's ratings, they have B. John Robinson as the tenth tenth play- best player overall. Wow. And, but here's the thing: two out of six uh, analysts for CBS have mock draft to get B. John Robinson at twenty six. Which I am not. I still don't know. Like as much. I like. I don't. I don't know how many times I've said this constantly like i'm not against b john robinson i think he is an exceptional fantastic player but from the contract perspective and also from the fact that b john robinson i wouldn't say he's the complete package what i mean by that is he's not that great in helping with the pass protection like helping with the blocks when it when he's in like whenever the the offense is in passing mode pretty much he's very easily easily pushed back but when you're rushing the ball absolutely god tier fantastic he is an exceptionally really good running back one of the best runners you're going to see for a long time but as an overall package i think that's what will grade him down to that position perhaps but i wouldn't want to wait put a first round draft pick on a player that we don't necessarily need when there's other good running backs in the second and third and fourth. Yeah. Because there's like, because there's like, yeah, it, it's so weird because you've got running backs like Trey McBride, um, uh, you've got the, oh, what's his name? Uh, Tank Higsby or something. I think, is it Tank Higsby? I think, I think that's his name is. I, I need to double check, but there's a, there's some. There's the Devon Arkine from Texas A&M. He's a good running back as well. Really strong runner. Most like you can really run with the shoulder pads down as well. Take take on hits very well. And I do. I tend to think those type of guys do offer a bit more when it comes to the overall game as a running back. Because it's not always just about rushing the ball. It's also protecting your quarterback as well and help yeah. uh, protect, filling up those gaps to help your quarterback throw the ball as quickly as possible. So, um, but yeah, but looking at the other mock drafts that CBS has done, they have all went for tight end as well. Intriguing. But, but every one of them, nearly every one of them, have went for a different tight end. Like we've got, we've got Luke Musgrave, we've got Sam Laporta from Iowa, we've got Michael Meyer from Notre Dame, and we've got Duncan Cade from Utah. I wonder, I I keep trying to like kind of gauge this from other people, but since it's Mike McCarthy kind of running this offense, and he what he's never picked a tight end first, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, of his career, I don't believe so. Yeah. He has, he has required a first-round talent before free agency, but... Right. Um, like, like from like they've already like, they were already drafted. They end like left a contract, and they've actually brought them into Green Bay for like a two-year contract type of thing. Um, yeah. Like, so, so I, I believe that he's done that before. I believe I could be wrong, 
Uh, if, I that, if, I, if, I, if I get that wrong, folks, put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, at him. Um, but I just, I I wonder, um, I, I just don't know. I wonder, I want to know what his plan is. Like, I know he's like said, you know, I'm, you know, focusing on a West Coast offense. Um, but that doesn't really tell me how you are going to utilize your tight ends and stuff like that. Um, so it, like, the way they're mocking it, like, yeah, sure. Do we need like a little more depth there? Yeah. But like, see, I just yeah. don't know where it's all coming from. Yeah. Like, see, and now when you look at it, they're like, like some Musgrave, Laporta, Kincaid. We could easily trade back a couple of places and still get those guys. Because no one's going to be in a desperate need for tight ends as much, really. We can still get those guys and props up. And this is what we were kind of talking about before we went on recording. It's like yeah, there was a scenario where you would swap your first round draft picks and exchange your our third round draft pick to get their second round draft pick. So and that means that could be you could pick up really good two key players that could make an instant impact in that second round. So likes a Steve Ivia, likes a Sayaki Aika, the defensive tackle from Baylor, for example. Yeah. You can you can get one of those type of guys in that second round and really solidify a, a better trade bargain that way to try and get that guy that you want in that second round. So I think the action is all going to happen in, on day two. That's my prediction for this year's draft. All right. Write it down, folks. Find out if he's right. Sometimes I hate to be right sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I, here's the thing. Like, last year, I, I, and you remember this, how big I was I on Cole Strange, the, the offensive lineman from Chattanooga. I was on him all last year. Like, and, what and he went in the first round, and no one ah. expected it. I was pretty much the only person that predicted that. What he's trying to tell you is that he's a prophet. So, you know, I'm like I'm like Mystic Mac. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a crystal ball on me, but I do have a I've got a shiny head though, so that will do. We were saying that it, you were getting like most of the scores right through. Well, for like the close, if not like right on the money. Yeah, it's like within within five points reach mostly nearly every time. I've, I did get one store absolutely spot on, and it was the only week I didn't put a bet on. The of only course. week. Well, so, as long as you're not betting on this, I think you could be probably right. <laughs> oh, it's the. I think the odds of the Cowboys trading back are actually pretty, like, nearly evens. Like, p people are predicting the Cowboys they could potentially trade back, and it's actually not a surprise. So. Yeah, I mean, if that's who they're targeting, I can definitely see them doing that. Um, I mean, it seems like a, it seems like a, obviously, I think he's a good option. You know, my thoughts, who I want to get, or like what position I'm targeting. But yeah, yeah, left guard, obviously. And again, this kind of goes back into the conversation. Like, we could trade back and get Steve Ivia, and even in the second round, still get a good tight end as well. Because like said, Laporta, Musgrave, Kincaid and um michael meyer they, those guys could still be there in the second round it just really depends who's available on the board and how confident we are and the cowboys it's really well down to steve and jerry uh and will mcclay's um priority list 
and how they've how they've ranked the players. Like, so it's really up to them how they see fit. But again, like when you look at how we've done a free agency, I I've never felt so comfortable going into a draft, and it feels so weird that we are. It, it feels weird. Like we, we've got like if we do draft a, a left guard great fantastic we filled that void but there's other positions we can actually strengthen it's not like picking numbers or anything, like like just adding numbers just for the hell of it like but you get what i mean though yeah yeah i mean it's it's all gonna come down to who's the best that they can get at that or where they end where they end up if they're really hunting somebody they'll move around if they're just waiting to see what falls to 26, then they'll just kind of go off of that. But yeah, I'll come in soon. And saying that, I'm just looking at the, so I'm just looking at the CBS mock drafts again, right? And I'm just looking to see who our rivals have picked, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports at the number 10 pick. Who do you think the Eagles have drafted? Someone I want. They've actually drafted B. John Robinson from Texas. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, they would like to kind of put a little bit of salt in that wound. Um, Chris Tapasso, he's went with Jalen Carter, Georgia, the defensive line. Um, that would be a nightmare of a pick for us because Jalen Carter is an absolute beast. Um, whatever teams uh, has Washington went for Joey Porter, cornerback. Um and Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, and the Giants went with John Michael Schmitz, offensive line, and Joel mm-hmm. Tipman from Wisconsin, offensive line. So, yeah, they're kind of in the same boat with that. I mean, that would be a pretty good move on their part. Yeah, smart move. You want to kind of protect Daniel Jones, I guess, I suppose. If you're committing to him, like, monetarily yeah. the way they are, then I would think so. Well, in saying that, the video club just resurfaced of... Um, Oh God, Jabril Cox uh, putting Daniel Jones in the deck, and that's where you see Daniel Jones having that that chicken dance movement coming off the field, like like that. And I can't uh, from last season there, like he just looked so dazed and he had to be taken off the game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I, like, I wish no ill harm to Daniel Jones, but he does need protection. But no, he does. He- yeah, that would be that. That's a good move for them to make. I think. Yeah. Not that I want them to make great moves, but I don't also don't want him to, you know, get hurt. So I just hope my dream scenario is the actual Eagles actually screw up in the draft and actually just do something silly. That's my that's one of my hopes as well. I don't know about that. Mm, we're, we're, we're gonna find out pretty soon up in uh, old Kansas City. Yeah, big time, big time. We went to um watch Jeff's draft show that he is calling Draft Daddies. Draft um, Daddies. Draft Daddies. The other day, and a bunch of my family was in town. One of my uncles like lives in Kansas City. And he was like, hey, hey, ask him, ask him uh, where where the draft is this year. And I'm like, everyone knows that it's- Everyone knows. Like, no one cares. And I was like, hey, ask him who the best quarterback in the league is. And I was like, oh my God, we know Patrick Mahomes. I was actually tempted to actually go to the draft this year. I was actually tempted to go. Go with J-Tut? 
Yeah, with my, with my boy J-Talk, yeah. I was tempted to go, but then I decided to get my teeth fixed instead. <laughs> hey, you know what? Priorities. And yeah. the will be on your television. Granted, it'll be late at night. <laughs> but hey, I've, I've got a nice I've got a nice smile now, so... The smile looks hey. great. Yeah. So it goes on for miles. Yeah. It's a confidence booster as well, so there we go. Of course. Again, um, ladies... Single, <laughs> get them up. Your friends that are ladies, introduce. Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can be a Mel Gibson if you want me, ladies. There you go. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, tell everyone where they can follow you so they can show you off to their friends. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, guys, you can follow me at IMP Stu on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can catch all the content that you could possibly ever want at bloggingtheboys.com. And we have podcasts for you every single day of the week. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul that you want him to marry your sister. Um, and, you know, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm absolutely blushing like hell now. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a good old go Cowboys so they uh, get to hear that accent again. Oh, I'll do something better. Dallas forever, Valley for never. That's right, baby. Birds Let's are go. <laughs>